Hey, hello, what's up? This is Aiden Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the fucking 26th of May, 2020. Oh, I don't have a pen behind my ear. Oh, I've started the podcast with half a cup of tea. Is that good? Well, now I feel like I've started a podcast on a very fucking negative note. I'm in the shed. It's not a garage, really. It's a shed. My housemate's on a call for work, and... um, I know I start yelling really at the drop of a hat, to be honest. So um, I've uh, self-exiled myself into self-exiled myself, self-self into the shed. I'm fucking sitting in the shed today, and um, this is Blake's fucking ciggy den, and uh, it smells as such. Oh, it's not that bad actually. I have had to close the big fucking door though, cause um, like I don't want my loud ass voice going out and you know getting ruining that fucking zoom call so oh i'm just figuring out the video here yeah the all right look how's the week been um i don't even know where to start i uh me and this lady i've been seeing almost broke up with each other and uh i thought we i thought we had on thursday i guess i just fucking get straight into it I don't know why I was trying to... Here's something I notice. With the conversations that we have, me and her both will fucking... (laughs) We'll both, like, dance around when we know there's a conversation that we need to have. We will both dance around and fucking just, like, do small talk for ages. (laughs) Like, for ages, knowing that there's some shit that we need to talk about, but... We'll just, oh, how was your day? How was this? How was that? Like last night we had this conversation that we'd been like scheduled in, you know, that was like, this is the 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 big chat. <laughs> we had the big chat last night. <laughs> God, how lame is that? And um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we fucking like went to do it and meet up in public, like just on a fucking bench or in a park or whatever. I was thinking we would just stand somewhere and chat for a bit. And, uh, like I was, uh, I should probably start. All right, but look, basically, um, I thought on Thursday that we were going to break up. I'm not going to go into the specifics of the thing because that's not what it's about. But, um, we just wanted different things. And, and, uh, I was, on from Thursday, I guess it was like she doesn't want to commit, and I do eventually want a committed thing, and uh, um, we just the the kind of way that the conversation we had on Thursday ended was very much in my mind felt like well that is us calling it, um, and I felt like on Thursday that I had, uh, that it was, that she was making this decision to, to call it and be like, yeah, you know, this is an irreconcilable difference in the things that we want. And, uh, neither of us is going to change the thing that we want. So we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to, um, yeah, like that's it. Stop seeing each other. Right. That's where my mind went. Evidently, after the conversation we had yesterday, her, she was just thinking, well, that's just a thing that isn't a problem right now because we're hanging out and it's fun. And uh, and like she was basically thinking, yes, that that 
differences there, but that doesn't mean that we need to stop hanging out. But for me, I my mind went to like, no, it is that we need to stop hanging out. But I also felt like it was her deciding. Somehow I, I managed to make myself believe that. And then I was walking around all weekend. Oh, this weekend was fucking... I feel like I've been happy all weekend, but I also want to say retrospectively that it was tough. On Friday, Blake and Liz and I went to um, Liz's mate's house, who I guess is our mate now as well. We all just had dinner there. It was really nice. And um, then Saturday, those guys went off and did their own thing and I was in the house by myself. I went for three walks on Saturday, a record number of walks. Find me someone who's been on more walks in a day. Um, I uh, I went on a walk in the morning. Liz and I went for a walk in the rain. Went and got. Did we even get coffee? Oh, we just went. Oh no, we got pies. That's right. We got pies from Green Refactory. Man, if you, I don't know how many people who listen to this know Brunswick at all, but there's a joint in Brunswick called Green Refactory on the Sydney Refactory, Refactory, Refractory, Refact. I think it's Refactory. I don't even know. Let's fucking find out. Green. I should uh, Green Refactory. Okay, but people in Melbourne say at instead of at, like people say Isabella instead of Isabella, etc. So it's Green Refactory. Um, it's on Sydney Road and it's a cafe and it's very popular because it's super cheap <laughs> and I just whenever I go in it has the vibe I might have even talked about this before the vibe of the place is um, it's got those like sneeze guard things with like a salad bar behind the you know behind the glass and little pre-made pies and sandwiches and whatever and that vibe to me I don't know I just I don't Something about me instinctively goes, nah, this isn't my kind of place. I don't want to hang here. And I think that's my like snobbishness or, you know, I love a fucking hipstery place with um, where the people look like they're judging you on the coffee and then that makes me feel okay about me judging people on everything because I definitely do that. That's part of the reason I go to cafes is to feel better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true, but it's fun to say about myself. Mm. So when I see Green Refectory, it's like, it just, you walk in and it feels like you're walking into some sort of deli rather than a cafe, you know? And I feel like maybe they have a back area that I just haven't explored. Um, and so maybe that would be more of a place that I feel comfortable hanging out in. But um, for me now, I've just never gone in there because I'm like, ah, that's not one of my places, you know? But I've always known in the back of my mind that everyone says the food's really cheap and it's good. But I still, I don't believe that because I'm like, nah, it's no good. It's uh, the sneeze guard thing just puts me off. <laughs> just that's it. That's how I have a hair trigger for like, I'm so, I'm so quick to judge a place and never go there. Hey, what do they got? Food behind glass? No, thank you. I will walk an extra 500 meters to a different place and I will discount that place in my mind forever just because they got glass. Um, but anyway, me and Liz went there in the morning for, she was like, do you want to get a pie from there? And I was like, you know what? Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I went there with her, got a fucking pie or something. It was great. I got the feta pie. Fuck. It was good. And I think I'm so, you know what though? I think still, I don't, in my head, it's like, I don't, I had a good experience there and I still, and I, you know what else happened when I went there? I saw a guy, I don't know why I'm yelling. Sorry. I saw a guy 
who used to work at this cafe in North Melbourne when we lived in North Melbourne and I used to go there all the time and me and this dude would chat, this fucking Kiwi dude, I can't remember his name, Zach maybe? Nah. Or or Jibble, maybe his name's Jibble. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, this fucking guy who I used to chat to all the time and we got to the point where like, we were even planning on doing mushrooms together sometime. He was like, yeah, man, we should go do mushrooms in the forest. I was like, I would love to do that. I've got him on Facebook. And I saw him. He works at Green Refectory now. And I saw him in there and I was like, my man, what's up? Fuck it. It's so good to see you. And we had a nice chat. So I, I've been to this place. I've had the food there. It's good. And I've met a dude there who I know and like and he works there. And I still don't think to go there. Maybe I just resent that I'm not the one who discovered it. I like <laughs> I like discovering places by myself. And everyone's told me about that place. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to go to that place. No, thank you. I will go to the places that I found on my own. Because <laughs> I'm such a, a contrarian or I just, I value my fucking independence so much. And you know what? Maybe this comes back to the fucking relationship chat that I'm about to dish out here. So me and Liz went for a walk uh, Saturday morning in the fog and the rain, walked around the park for a bit, got my fucking leather boots, the boots, got my boots a bit wet, uh, which I worried about, but I mean, I think they're fine. Uh, yeah, and then those guys did their own thing on Saturday, they kind of disappeared in the day and I went for a walk by myself in the afternoon and then <laughs> went for another walk in the evening. Just all directions from my house, man. Just walking, 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 thinking, thinking, thinking. And um, yeah, the whole time in my head, I was just having the same conversation in my head with this girl, which she asked me last night, actually. She was like, that's really interesting that you have conversations with me in your head. What do I say in those conversations? And I, I was like, wait, let me think for a second. And I was like, oh, that's right. Nothing. You don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> when I talk to you in my head, I'm not talking. I'm just talking at you. <laughs> you don't say fucking anything. Sometimes you smile or maybe you cry. <laughs> God damn it. What a fucking uh, irredeemable narcissist I am. Yeah, so that was me all weekend just having these conversations over and over again and the same conversation because there's no input from the other person. So it's not like I'm actually learning anything or having to fucking really consider deeply my own issues that I'm bringing into the situation. And so the um, the conclusion that I arrived at, independent of any outside input, was that I had... I felt I felt like she was ending this thing, whatever it was that we were doing, because, um, and this is how the, the spiral of self-pity that I descend into, I felt like I was giving everything I could, putting all my energy into it, um, and it was difficult, and, and at some point she decided not to, and that's why she was ending it, and... Uh, I was kind of sad about that for a bit, but then I, I, uh, yeah, I'll talk about this. I, I went to, luckily I fucking managed to get onto the therapist that I went to last year and, uh, book an appointment for Friday. And I went in on Friday and I said those things to my therapist and obviously being like the therapist that I'm talking to, all she has to go off is, um, 
what I have to say, you know, and she has to take the things that I say at face value, even if, I mean, I, I think she genuinely did believe my appraisal of the situation. It sounds reasonable. And uh, she said, well, you know what? It sounds like you, she fucking again gave me incredible advice. She just said, it sounds like you really care about this girl. And if you're going to have one more conversation with her on Monday, which is what we had agreed upon, then uh, you just need to make sure that she knows that you care about her and and tell her whatever you need to tell her and, and be honest and be as open and honest as you can and just make sure that she knows that you care about her. And even if she doesn't hear that right now, then later on down the line, she will and she'll understand that was a person who really cared about me and uh so that's what my plan was right all weekend I was just having this conversation with this girl in my head getting ready for on Monday I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say that stuff and then it's gonna be done because she's deciding that's what I convinced myself of she's deciding that we're not seeing each other anymore and pursuant to that is that the right use of that word Basically, because of that conclusion that I'd reached, I then went, well, you know what then? That means that because I gave everything to this thing and it didn't work out and it wasn't my fault, that means, fuck, that's crazy to say, it wasn't my fault. I just, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Ugh. I then went, well, that means that I didn't do anything like I, you know, I, I put everything into it and it wasn't me, it was her. So I just need to find the right person and do all the same stuff again. And so what I did <laughs> was on Sunday, I fucking re-downloaded Tinder and <laughs> I just started talking to girls on Tinder like normal, you know, like feeling fine and um, had some nice conversations. And then on Monday, I met up with a, a girl from Tinder and just like, had a nice time and, and whatever and I didn't like I don't know I mean I didn't really feel like it was going anywhere or whatever but it was nice I don't, don't need to talk about that but um then I yeah met up with the girl that I've been seeing last night and we kind of talked it through and I realized that after a while I realized that actually it wasn't her saying we couldn't see each other at all either she was just telling me this is how I feel and I'm not going to change and I was like well yeah I mean I think this is how I feel and I'm not going to change and, and and then I was still like so then why are we not seeing each other and she was like I don't know I feel like you've decided that <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, I think I have. <laughs> like, I just got it in my head that, well, if she doesn't want what I want, then this is pointless. So why even go on at all if it's going to end at some point in the future? So I just decided, like, I, th I have this fucking pride or... Or what is it? Like maybe anger? Maybe it's some anger that I have where it's like, well, if if I don't get what I want, then you don't get what you want. Even if what you want is kind of what I want, I'm going to deprive myself of this thing that I want because I'm angry at you for not giving me the whole thing that I want. What an insane position to take up. I think I fucking do that, man. I think I've always done that. Whenever I've been broken up with, or whenever I've been broken up with, maybe I haven't even been broken up with in the past. Maybe I've just always bailed on situations because I'm like, fuck you, I should get everything I want. And I'm angry when I don't. I just throw my toys out of the pram and I go, well, if I can't have what I want, then I've no one gets anything. <laughs> Entitled, that's what it is. It's entitlement. 
I am an entitled lover. <laughs> Fuck, we didn't. I didn't even say that last night. That's a new thing. That is exclusive content for the podcast listeners. <laughs> exclusive emotional revelations. That's what you get on this podcast. Is uh, is is shit that I don't even tell the people in my life because I come on here and I get to talk it out by myself. You know what? This podcast is literally what I, I've. <laughs> Maybe if I ever did a Patreon, what I would do would be just to hook up a microphone to my fucking like a lapel mic there so you could catch me doing the conversations that I have to myself all the time when no one else talks because that's literally what this podcast is. It's just that out loud. This is just me walking around the streets of Brunswick by myself on Saturday night, but I've made a time every week where I do it. Exclusive emotional revelations for the for, for the podcast listeners. There you go, guys. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. I'm entitled in a relationship. That's what we've discovered. And I was upset because I wanted the thing to be exactly what I wanted. And she was like, well, I don't think I feel like it's going to be that. I feel like I want this and you want that thing. But that doesn't mean that we can't have what this is now for the moment. And a part of me is like, you idiot, you're playing into her hands. This is exactly what she wants. But and then it's like, well, who cares? Good. She wants a fun thing. And she's just saying that, she, oh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. And even maybe this isn't exactly what she wants because like she does want other stuff later down the line, but she's like not ready to have that stuff yet. And it just, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. You know what? This is exactly why my last relationship in, uh, in 2012 broke up is because this girl moved from the other side of the world to Adelaide to be with me. And I couldn't see it. Like I, I kind of got this idea in my head that like, we're going to break up at some point in the future. So we might as well break up now. And that's why I sabotaged it. And that's why all this stuff is like, I just, I, I remember thinking that at the time, or we're going to break up in the future. So we might as well just do it now. And I did it now. I just did it then. And I cut it off and I ran away. And here's me doing it again. But eight years later, the one thing I've learned is maybe do people the, the fucking, uh, do people the like give some like do the dignify them with your honest feelings and thoughts about the thing so i've told this girl look this is what i'm thinking and she said you realize that this and i'm like oh yeah maybe if i was able to be honest eight years ago then i yeah, whatever that's anyway it was a really nice chat is what it was and we both just basically told each other i care about you so much i care about you so much and um Oh, fuck. I just, I, we walked around from like 6.30 till about 11.30 at night, five hours. We were just walking around the streets because neither of us wanted to go home and we knew we weren't going home with each other. That's not what the vibe of the night was. Um, although, I mean, after a while I was like, maybe we should just go home. And she was like, nah, that's not tonight, man. I was like, yeah, fucking, yeah, I know. Anyway, um, here I was going to, I was going to, if anyone, uh, look, I've had uh, now two weeks in a row people who listen to the podcast message me on social media and 
and basically say, here's some thoughts that I have on your current situation. Um, tell me what you think or just, you know, do you mind if I, can I tell you this stuff? And I'm like, if any of you guys listening right now who listen to the podcast have anything that you think I might be interested in hearing, don't think, because both times that person who's, the different people who have messaged me have said, I don't know if it's my place or I don't know if whatever, fuck your place, I don't care. I, I am taking all comers, anyone who has any wisdom about relationships or anything that I've spoken about, please, I need all the help that I can get message me and tell me what you think because I've had another person message me uh, about what I said on the podcast last week and I've asked again I will I'll read it out if you tell me something that I think is interesting I'll ask you first and if you're cool I'll fucking read it out here because I this has helped me and um, I guess it might help might help the other people because I feel like the people who are listening to this podcast I don't know why you're listening. The only reason I can think of is that you might be gaining some sort of emotional insight into things in your own life through my fucking ramblings, all right? And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I reckon I got some advice for this fucking idiot, well, send me the advice because it will probably help me and likely it'll help someone else who's listening to this as well because we're fucking 54 people plus me, so 55, and... uh, (laughs) And you're, you're listening to this shit, man. And I'm fucking saying it. So we've, we've got shit for each other that we can probably help each other out with. All right. So fucking send me some shit on like private message me on Instagram or um, backyardb69 at gmail.com. Send me some sh- send me some shit on my backyard bitch account. Um, this is what Erin said to me uh, about the open relationship stuff last week. She said... I think you're quite possibly going to get hurt, but I think you already know this, mainly because your definition and understanding of what a relationship is, is fundamentally different to hers. Be careful not to try and change what you deem to be acceptable or feel comfortable with. It will only be temporary if it doesn't fit with your truth. Just because you haven't experienced things like sexual freedom with anyone else before this doesn't mean you won't again. Maybe you haven't allowed yourself to in the past due to fear of opening up too much. Question. Maybe you haven't allowed yourself in the past due to fear of opening up too much. Not entirely sure why I'm dishing out like this, like I'm some kind of therapist, but you're welcome. Also happy that you're happy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's also good advice. Like be careful not to try and change what you deem to be acceptable or feel comfortable with. It will only be temporary if it doesn't fit with your truth. And I guess that's it is like to keep checking in with myself every step of the way and make sure the first priority in any negotiation between two people is, am I comfortable with this? Isn't it right? Am I comfortable with what's happening? And once I figure out that, the answer to that question, then I can tell them this is what I'm comfortable with. And that's where the negotiation starts. And I feel like, I feel like the only way that you can answer that question, am I comfortable with this is to put yourself in the situation It's like, am I comfortable with, as an example, the person who I'm seeing, the idea of them seeing other people and I don't need to know, just the idea that that might be happening. And uh, the only way that I can know if I'm comfortable with that is to say, 
this is what's going to happen and I'm going to just see. And then it, it's just about me asking myself in, in the day-to-day, do I feel weird? Do I feel angsty? Do I feel like I have questions that I need to keep asking or hounding this person? Do I feel uncomfortable? Am I having these kind of images of, of that happening in my head that make me uncomfortable and detract from my fucking happiness day-to-day? And if the answer is no, then it's like, well, I guess I'm maybe I'm comfortable with that. But the only way to know what you're comfortable with is to try it. I think that's where I'm at with this. And uh, that was something that we talked about last night where she said it doesn't feel good to feel like I'm an experiment. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I hope I'm not treating this like it's an experiment because I'm not. It's just a thing that's making me happy and I want to keep doing it. And I'm willing to try as many things as possible to make sure that keeps going isn't that a nice place to be in in your life anyway what else was i gonna fucking talk about oh the picture for this week what was the picture that i was gonna do for this fucking week god i am all over the place today i reckon i just uh what was i gonna do oh you know what the picture that i'm gonna do this week is uh a picture of me that came up on Instagram from like six or eight years ago or something of me in uh, a bar in Adelaide wearing this fucking purple... Oh, man, actually, that's kind of serendipitous that I've spoken about the girl who moved to the other side of the world to be in a relationship with me that I fucking pushed her away. The shirt that I'm wearing in the photo for this week is a shirt that she gave me, this purple button-up shirt. I remember we were in Bolivia together and... uh, uh, actually, I probably haven't told this story. Um, we were in Bolivia and we were meeting up for dinner one night. And uh, was it Christmas? Yeah, she gave me the shirt for Christmas. And I remember she gave me the shirt and was like, I reckon you'd look really handsome in this shirt. Because that was around a time in my life when I still wasn't really comfortable with like fashion or dressing well. And I, I was quite resentful of... Um, any ideas of like trying to look nice because I felt like people should fucking be able to see the beautiful person that I am inside rather than needing me to dress nice and whatever. I just resented the idea that I should have to present a a, a nice exterior for people to respect me. Uh, that's how much anger I had pent up. And still have, but it manifests itself in more subtle ways now as I get older. Anyway, so she for Christmas that year got me this purple button-up shirt and... Um, then, then like maybe in January, we met up for dinner and I wore the shirt. She was, I think she asked me to wear the shirt. I think that was still a point of, she was like, I want you to wear the shirt. I reckon you'll look handsome. And I was like, okay, for you, I'll wear the shirt. And that was me learning how to take pride in my appearance. <laughs> I needed someone else to be like, I think you'll look good if you dress this way. And I'm like, well, if you think I'll look good, then I'm doing it for you. I'm not doing it for me. <laughs> so, um... I wear the shirt, we're um, meeting at this restaurant in, in Cochabamba in Bolivia and it's night time and we're in a third world country and I'm meeting her at this place which means she is getting there under her own steam by herself, taking public transport or whatever and it's not, it's like 8 o'clock, it's night time and um, I see her on the other side of the street walking down the street to meet me and I think, I know, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to come up behind her and like surprise her. 
<laughs> like that'll be like funny. I'll give her a shock and then I'll be like, it's me. <laughs> I don't know. That's as far through as I thought it. Not thinking that my experience of walking around alone in a third world country at night is very different to a, a small 20-year-old white girl's experience of walking around in a fucking third world country at night. Because, like, she's a, a white girl and I am, a number one, a guy and, number two, my skin tone and everything makes me look that I'm from there because I fucking, you know, ethnically am, whatever. So, I fucking cross the road up and I'm, like, sneakily walk up behind this girl and I cr- I think I even grabbed her on the sh- shoulders and went, like, <laughs> and she was, like, Aah! Oh, this poor girl. She like screamed and like jumped to the side and started to run away and then turned around and saw me and I saw the fear in her eyes. And I was like, I'm wearing the shirt. Look, (laughs) don't you think I look handsome? (laughs) Oh my God. Fucking how dumb am I, man, that I did that and I was just like, I'm sorry. And she was like, that's okay. Like kind of clutching at her chest. Like I just need to, oh my God, Aiden, how could you do that? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't think. And then we, uh, you know, had dinner and it was nice, whatever. Um, and that shirt is the shirt that I'm wearing in the uh, the photo for this week on the Instagram sitting under podcast and, and fucking check that out. I'll do a Google deep dream on it. And that shirt lasted me for three years until 2015 in London. I did a gig and it was the worst gig I ever did. And uh, I kept that shirt that whole time, but it would it started to get a bit tatty. And uh, I remember wearing it to this gig. It was at uh, Jonglers, which was a big comedy club in the UK that I'd impressed one of the bookers at this random open mic and they'd got my name and booked me for this gig and it was a big thing. It was like a trial spot and if you do well, then maybe there's a bunch of paid work down the line for you. And it was a Saturday night. I was the youngest person on the lineup by about 20 years and I rocked up wearing this purple shirt that I think I'd worn out the night before. So I was also just self-conscious. I knew that it it smelled bad and uh, it was untucked and I just didn't look the part. I looked like the other guys on this show were all experienced circuit pros and I was fucking 23 or no, 24 at the time. It was the 1st of May, 2015 and they were all wearing shirts, tucked in, belt, blazer. I come on wearing jeans and this fucking unbuttoned shirt and just bomb in my head. I'm just like, oh, I don't look the part. And then my first joke bombed. And I was like, oh, they can tell I'm not supposed to be here. And they just got completely on top of me. And I ate fucking shit for 10 minutes. It was horrific. And uh, that night, I went to a friend's house. And I, I got there. And I remember my shirt. I remember thinking like this shirt still smells. And I think I asked my friend, do you have any other shirts that I can wear and I took the shirt off and I put it in the bin I was like I can't have this shirt anymore it's tainted because the bomb was that's to this day is the worst set that I've ever done the worst bomb that I've ever had and um yeah I just I was like I can't I fucking chucked it in the bin oh anyway so that's the picture for this week and finally uh oh I wanted to say um a fucking thanks to um my mate Chris, who listens to the podcast as well, who messaged me in the week 
asking this whole people pic- people taking pictures thing that I enjoy. Um, Chris sent me a song by Jack Johnson saying, uh, "Is this the um, is this the reason that you do this?" people taking pictures thing jack johnson has written a song called people taking pictures and uh, i'd never heard the song before and he sent it to me and and i listened to it and you know what it fucking sucks god jack johnson fell off remember that first album or whatever one it was in between dreams that they always play in cafes banana pancakes and there's no combination of words i can sit on the back of a postcard no song that I can sing, but I can try for your heart. That is a beautiful album, man. And then after that, he just went up his own ass with sentimentality, which to be fair is where I am at risk of going every single day of my fucking life. So maybe that's why I connected to that first album so well. But uh, yeah, that song, People Taking Pictures, God, it's a fucking awful song. He sent it to me and I listened to it and I was like, this song sucks. And I think he said, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I'd never heard that song before. I just like people uh, pictures of people taking pictures. Um, so if anyone gets any more of those, send them my way, man. Send yes, two things for you. Send me pictures of people taking pictures that you see out in the world and send me any advice or shit that you got to say about this fucking relationship bullshit that I've been talking about for the last few weeks. And the song that I got to play this week is not that Jack Johnson song. It's the same lady as last week, Lily Moore. This is a new song that I've heard. It's called uh, Everybody's Falling in Love. It's not on Spotify, but it's on YouTube. Fuck, it is a good song. It's been in my head all week. It is just, the way I describe it is it's just a good fucking honest pop song, man. It's catchy as hell. She has an incredible voice. She sounds like Amy Winehouse. That's unavoidable comparisons to Amy Winehouse. She's just got a gutsy, jazz, husky powerful voice and she's this fucking short chick from Brighton and uh man she's fucking exciting to listen to so that's the song that I'm going to play to play myself out here if you're watching on YouTube you won't see it but if you're listening on um on Libsyn or Spotify or wherever that's the song that's coming up and uh that's it that's a podcast for this week you guys thank you so much for listening this has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree peace Growing up gets me down just a little In a seaside town shut down for the winter Where did everyone go? Left me here in the cold And that's fine except when it isn't Which is all of the time Cause lately I'm wishing I had someone to hold But I'm nobody's baby It's making me crazy Everybody's fooling in love And I